Hello, I'm Pastor V. Welcome to Sunday service. I'm so, so glad that you joined us today for Sunday service. How are you getting ready for Christmas? So I'm going to be the first to wish you a pre-Merry Christmas. So have a Merry Christmas. Have awesome holidays. And I hope that everything you hoped for comes to you this Christmas. As you know, we are running a series on Exposé on the book of Ephesians. And we are rounding up chapter 1 today. Then we'll take a break just for like a, a week or so. And we're going to come back to it. And we're going to commence chapter 2. We're taking a break so we can do some Christmassy things. And it's going to be awesome. This Sunday, the 27th of December, please keep a date with us as the kids are going to host you. They're going to host service from start to finish. It's going to be awesome. So, so keep a date with us this Sunday and it's going to be Sunday with the kids. I'm sorry, Christmas with the kids this Sunday. And we're looking forward to having you join us. And on Tuesday, we looked at how um, science finally caught up with some of the mysteries that Paul talked about in the book of Ephesians. And we looked at chapter 1, verse 20, where the Bible says that Christ was resurrected, raised up by the power of the Holy Ghost and he sat at the right hand of God. And chapter 2 verse 6 lets us know that he's not sitting there alone. That when he resurrected, when he was raised up, I, Pastor B, was raised up with him. And you, if you're a believer listening as well, you were raised up with Christ and you are in him, seated at the right hand of God. So what does that mean? Christ in heaven is carrying us. Here on earth, we are carrying him. We both share one body. Now, if you missed Tuesday service, please go catch up on the podcast or go and watch it on our YouTube channel uh, because we laid a foundation of what we're going to be discussing today. So I briefly introduced quantum physics last Sunday where I told you that unlike physical phys- unlike classical physics, that focuses on physical matter, anything that has weight and occupies space, right? Quantum physics goes to the subatomical level of that physical matter. The way you can easily predict the movement of this lens cover from this height to this table, and you can roughly predict the time it will take if you know the wind velocity, the weight, and the distance. You can easily calculate the time it will take for it to drop but when it comes to the subatomical level of this same physical matter, things are totally different. This you can calculate and predict um, quantumly at the quantum level, at the subatomical level, is not easily predictable. Why? This you can see move from point A to point B. You can see it move at the quantum level. The 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 atoms move all over the place. But if you look at it while it is moving, it will behave as the physical matter. But as we found out that when measurements are taken, it has been discovered that the atoms move all over the place, meaning they are at several places at the same time. This is what is called superposition. So the atoms at the different level move all over the place and 
you can see it at this point A, point B, point C, point D, and different points all at the same time. So quantum physics postulates the fact that there are different realities. There are different realities all existing at the same time. That's why if you're a superhero buff or fan or you watch a lot of superhero movies, of late, because of the advancement and the recent um, interest in quantum physics and uh, the results they've gotten from the several experiments they've carried out, you can see this um, knowledge being, will I say, translated in these superhero movies. Um, I, used to, I used to be so intrigued with The Flash, the series, and you see them so much, so much, so much talk about this aspect of physics, how there are different worlds with the same people living different realities all at the same time. All at the same time. Now, let's bring it back again to the Bible and the scriptures. Like you keep hearing me say, and I won't get tired of repeating it. Script, science, science confirms the Bible. Paul has said this thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. Even God, even at the creation of man, made mention of it. I won't go deep into it today. We looked at it on Tuesday. When Eve was created, he said something which Paul Later in Ephesians chapter 5, clarified for us, he called it a mystery. He said, these two shall become one flesh. And I told you on Tuesday that I've been married for 15 plus, 14 plus years. And the body of my wife and my body have not yet become one. So what was the Bible talking about when he said the two shall become one flesh? Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 explained it. He said, that is a mystery. And what is the mystery? He said that that scripture, that statement was making reference not to the man and his wife. He said that that scripture was referring to the church who is the wife of Christ and Christ himself. That the two of them will become one. And once you give your life to Christ, you become a member of the church. And the church, which is the body of Christ, is one with Christ. Christ is the head, we are his body. You can't separate the head from the body. That is why we are in Christ, in his body, in heaven. Where while we are in this existence, Christ is in our bodies right here in the person of the Holy Spirit. So we are one flesh. We are one body. That is what that statement means. He's not talking about the physical man and his wife. He's talking about Christ and his bride, the church. So, as a Christian, you exist in two realms. You have two existence. You have two realities. When you understand this and start using it, your life will change. When you understand this, you can change whatever reality that you have now that you don't like. You might be sick. You can change it. You might be poor or experiencing some financial troubles. You can change it. You may be in the wrong relationship and you are believing for a right relationship. You can change it. You can change it. 
And the Bible also tells us how you can change it. In Hebrews 11 verse 3, the Bible says, Hey, by faith, by faith, we know that the worlds, the worlds were created by the word of God. And he went on to say that things visible we are created by things invisible. <laughs> Glory be to God. Physical matter we are created by the subatomical <laughs> elements of this physical matter. And how did it happen? God spoke it to being. That same way, <laughs> glory be to God, you can speak. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. You can speak and change your reality. The Bible says something else. It said, see, calling forth the ravenous bed, a man that will fulfill the counsel of the Lord. You might be believing for a change in your life in accordance with the counsel of God, which is his will, which can be found in the Bible. You can declare it. You will call it forth and change your reality to the one that you want. Paul also speaking in Romans chapter 4. says, see, like God, meaning behave like God because you are now his son. You have a piece of him because he has given you his life at salvation. So you have a life of God in you. That means you are a piece of God. That's why you're a masterpiece because he's the master. He said, like God, who calleth things that be not. Meaning there is a reality that is not yet your reality. What do you do to bring that reality to the present, to this current reality? You want to change your current reality with another reality. You are tired of owing the landlord. You want a reality where you pay your rent ahead of time. What do you do? You call it forth. <laughs> Glory be to God. You call it forth. Speaking words. Speaking the word of God. In faith, you will change this reality by speaking invisible words. So things that cannot be seen, which are the words that you speak, can create, glory be to God, things that are visible. <laughs> oh, Lord God, we give you praise. We give you praise. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So you are seated. You are seated. You've been made to sit together <laughs> in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ. Paul said this also in Acts chapter 17 when he was speaking to the Athenians. They had an image, you know, dedicated to the unknown God. So he picked on that and started talking to them about this God that they don't know. That is this God that created, that spoke into being everything. That there is no other God but this God. And he said that in him we live. In him we move. In him, we have our being. You can't live in God and fail. That means when you are up here, men don't see you. They see Christ that you are in him. You are in him. Now, like I've said, that in quantum physics, when you throw something and you see it, it's at a place. But when you take quantum measurement, you will discover that the quantum particles are all over the place. 
Now, the experiment that proves this is what they call the double split experiment. Please do go read up on it. And they found that there's some, something spooky going on. Einstein agreed with everything in quantum physics, but he disagreed with this spooky thing because he said that everything is predetermined and God does not play dice. To which one of the scientists responded to him and said, you don't have to tell God what to do. And he held on to his belief till he died. But after his death, one scientist named as John Clauser came up with a mission that proved this spooky relationship between these two different atoms from one physical material that they speak to each other, that they have a relationship with each other, though they exist at the same time at two different places. Several scientists have done research on this and they all agree that this is true. Just that John Claude was the first to develop the machine that recorded this scientific fact. That same way, you are in heaven as a Christian. You are here on earth. There is a connection between you and Christ. There is something spooky going on. That connection is the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Ghost. He is in you here on earth, whereas you are in Christ there in heaven. There is a spooky relationship going on. And they went on to call this entanglement, the principle or the theory of entanglement. And this is so true. This is all true. Why am I teaching this? Because what you don't know, you cannot gain from. You only gain from the things that you know. Yeah, in Psalm 82, one of the Psalms of Asaph, he wrote this in verse 6. He said, I say, you are God and all of you the children of the Most High. He now said in the next verse, which is my point of reference, verse 7 now says, But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Literally, yes, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to fall like one of the princes. Though we have God living on our inside. This is the physical body that will die. But not the real man. The real man in you will never die. But my point here is. There is something about a Christian. I talked about that last Sunday. What happened to the Christian post the cross? Unveiling what happened to the Christian post the cross, who we are now, we are not ordinary men. Yes, we're going to exit this body and translate to a different dimension. But we are not normal. We are not ordinary. While here on earth, we can avail ourselves the benefits of that power that we have. The Bible says that there's a power that even in the ages to come, we will still function with that power. And that power is present with us. If you don't know about it, you will not be able to use it. The scripture has told us in Romans chapter 4, that if we can be like God, or rather, we already like God, but rather, if we can function like God, who calls things that be not, 
as though there were, we will start getting God's results. If we can ascend to our position in Christ in the heavenlies and speak to situations here on earth, we will cause them to change. If we speak in faith, that's exactly what he's trying to tell us. And this is exactly my motive. This is my mission. To open your eyes as a believer to where you are sat right now in Christ. To what you can do from this your position in Christ. How you can speak the words of God. How you can take his promises from his word. Declare it over your current reality in faith and watch things change for you. Ah. Holy Spirit just reminded me something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is Paul speaking. He was writing to the church in Corinth <laughs> and he said something. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Get there quickly. See what he said. I want to start reading from verse 13. Said and says, We have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believed and therefore I spoke. Said, We also believe and therefore speak. Say, Knowing that he was raised up, that he will raise up Jesus Christ, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Why is he talking about faith <laughs> in one breath? I'm talking about how we should speak, declare things in faith. The next second, he's reminding them about being raised with Christ. Oh, glory be to God. See, see, follow me, follow me, follow me. Don't get distracted. He now said in verse 15, he said, all things are for your sakes. That grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. He now said in verse 16, therefore, <laughs> we do not lose hearts. Even though our outward man is perishing. Our body is decaying every day. It's going down every day. But the real man, which is your spirit man, he says he's being renewed <laughs> day by day. Hallelujah. Verse 17 says, For our light, our affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far greater and exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You might be going through, through things right now. I don't care what it is. It might be sickness that you're struggling with. It might be lack of finances that you're struggling with. It might be failures. You've experienced failures a whole lot in your life. It might be, it might be near success syndrome. No matter what, he called it a light affliction. But he said this light affliction is for a reason. What is the reason? So that, so that, the exceeding and eternal weight of glory might be revealed. He now said in verse 18, he said, while we look not 
are the things which are seen. Don't focus so much on physical matter. Don't focus so much on your pressing needs. Don't focus so much on pressing facts. I didn't say don't deny it. But I said don't focus so much on the troubles you are being faced with. Why? He now said, for the things which are seen are temporal. That challenge is for a while. That trouble is for a while. That lack of finances is just for a while. It is temporal. What does it mean? Anything temporal is subject to change. He said, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Because the things which are not seen are the things that create the things that are seen. So that your trouble is temporal. It is for a while. It is time to realize that as God, because you now have the life of God, you are a God. Now, because you now have a piece of God on your inside, you are the master's piece. You should, like God, call, call the things which are not as though they are. Because when you start speaking words that are not visible, it will cause a reality from the quantum realm to emanate down to your physical realm. The things that you speak will surely come to you if you don't shake. (laughs) If you stand in faith. If you can take care of doubt, worry, fear and anxiety. Stand in faith. Speak from that place where you are, resurrected in Christ, seated at the right hand of God. Speak. And there will be a change from the quantum realm. Then when you focus on your faith on it, it will appear physically. And it will become your reality. You are sat in Christ. Far above principalities and powers. This kind of powers. That's where you are sat. And you will cause things to change for you. Now as I end, what did Jesus teach about quantum mechanics? In Matthew 18, he said something. He said, Assuredly, I say unto you, 1818, whatsoever you bind here on earth <laughs> Glory be to God. He said, when you bind it here on earth, it is bound at the same time in the heavenlies. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. When I stand here on earth and I speak, maybe I called one reality I don't, I don't, I'm not experiencing at the moment and I want to experience it forth. Once I lose it, and I decree it to come to me. Jesus tells me that in the heavens, in space, because one of the barricades between our blessings in spiritual places and here on earth, where we are, is space. And the Bible says that that space has been given to fallen angels. The book of Daniel captured what usually happens there. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 10 that Daniel was praying 
for 21 days, at the 21st day, an angel came and said, Hey, Daniel, from the first day you started praying, God sent me with the answer. But I was well laid in space by the prince of patience. Sometimes you are trusting God for something. <laughs> in another dimension, they are holding that miracle from meeting you in this reality. So Jesus is telling us that now as Christians, we have the power to determine what happens there. He now said, see, don't bother too much about what is going on there. All you need to do is to speak in faith. He said, whatsoever you bind, there's something wrong you want to change. Bind it. And at the same time, at that realm, it will be bound. At the same time, not at a different time. Whatever you want to see, you lose it here on earth. At the same time, in that realm, in the heavenlies, it is loosed. So I'm, I'm sick. I bind the sickness and I lose healing. I am poor. I bind poverty and I lose resources. I want a better relationship. I bind lack of relationships and I lose it. Never bind without losing. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> Never bind without losing. When you want to plant trees, you first clear the ground before you plant. Binding is like clearing the ground so you can lose the things you want to see. Whatsoever you bind here on earth shall be loose to you. He now went on to say that if two shall I agree on any matter concerning anything, they ask here on earth, once I agree with somebody here on earth, at that same time, it is done by God the Father. <laughs> oh, my Jacob, you need to understand this. That is why when I pray and I teach this, I pray and I also set loose my imagination. I set loose my spirit. I see these things happening. <laughs> and the more I see them, the more I create them. Jesus also speaking, finally, verse 20 now says, For where two or three shall gather together in my name, I am there in your midst. <laughs> oh, that is existence in different dimensions, all at the same time. Two, two Christians in South Korea gathered in the name of the Lord. He is there. I'm here in the UK. I meet with my, my, my wife, who is a Christian, or another brother. We agree on something. Christ is here with us. Brethren all over the world, why they meet two or three? Christ is in all those meetings, all at the same time. All at the same time. My friends, it is time to speak. It is time to speak. I'm going to give you one minute right now, wherever you are. <laughs> You understand this, understand this, uh, that when you speak words, the word of God, speak words and issue your command uh, in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you are watching this, it is happening all at the same time. If anything needs to be loose in the heavens,
boundaries, it is loosed. If anybody needs to be spoken to, to favor you wherever they are in any part of the world, they will be spoken to in the same time. Are you ready to speak? Open your mouth right now and speak. As we end this year, it is time to start speaking into your 2021. Declare it by faith. Command it to come. Call forth the revenue's bed. Call forth the things you want to see. Bind. Lose. Open your mouth. Declare it as you are speaking. Right there where you are, it is happening. Your words are reverberated in space, in every corner of the world, that they need to hear the things you are declaring. Speak, my friends. Glory be to God. Speak, 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 speak. Declare, declare. 2021 is your year to be favored. 2021 is that year where everything that went wrong with 2020 is reversed, multiplied, and dished out to you. <laughs> you will experience increase in 2021. You will experience different all sorts of breakthroughs. You leave the level where you are now. You transcend into higher levels. In relationships, you are going to have unimaginable peace. You might have suffered from mental health issues in 2020, but that ceases to be your reality. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will flood your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus. Father, I bless this one. I thank you because you're doing something great and mighty in their lives. I praise you for it, Lord Jesus. Father in heaven, receive all praise, receive all our adoration, receive all thanks. We are grateful for what you've done for us. This is a year in 2020. We are not complaining about the things we've lost. Rather, we are thanking you for all the things that did not come near our dwelling place. There was no loss. We are alive. We are healthy. The disease of the Egyptians did not come on us. The pestilence and the arrows that fly by day and night did not come near us. And we are grateful to you for it. In the name of Jesus. Father, do something new next year for this ones. Uh, increase them. Prosper them, oh Lord. Uh, grant their heart desires. Uh, give them peace, oh Lord. Give them love. Surround them with love. Uh, in the name of Jesus, we've prayed. Amen. And I bless the tithers. I bless the givers. Father, replenish whatever place they give from. Increase them. In Jesus' name. Amen. And like I said, next Sunday, the kids are going to hold service. Keep a day with me next Sunday. But on Tuesday, I'll speak to you about Christmas and the mystery behind Christmas. See you on Tuesday and see you on Sunday. <laughs>